Feeling my way through the darkness Guided by a beating heart I can't tell where the journey will end But I know where to start They tell me I'm too young to understand They say I'm caught up in a dream Well life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes So that's fine by me so wake me up when it's all over When I'm wiser and I'm older All this time I was finding myself And I didn't know I was lost So wake me up when it's all over When I'm wiser and I'm older All this time I was finding myself And I Sir, greetings and welcome back to the Ultimate Podcast. This is your host Matt. As always, I thank you. Thank you for coming through, catching these vibes, and where the listeners are enlightened through literature. Okay, so I have one of my closest partners with me today, brother by another mother. We've been through so many things, y'all. Some of which you will hear about today, but y'all gonna be laughing this episode. But so much. Um, we've endured <clears throat> And I'm just I'm glad to have my brother Trey with me today um, yes, sir. Welcome brother Welcome Coming from Tennessee yes, Sir that's a hell of a drive Came out here for one day To record with this man finally And for that I'm humbled and grateful And we gonna make it count yes, um, Met brother Through the church we were about 10, 11 years old. Had to be around 10 because at the time, I think you was going to Jacob G. Smith. Mm-hmm. So, I don't. I have selective memory. I don't understand how I remember certain things. But, um, you know, we became acquainted. Um, his stepmom was working at the daycare. Yep. That's what it was with me, you, and Cam. Yeah. Yeah. I saw y'all. I ain't know who. I ain't know nobody. <laughs> I, was just, I, I just saw y'all. I was like, man, I'm bored. I want to play somebody. Can <laughs> Play with y'all? Who know? All these years later, we still friends. Yes, sir. Um, was in my wedding. Yes, sir. Another trip made to to just another milestone we have. So I wouldn't miss that one for the world. Again, a humbled um, father. Yes, sir. I try, man. I try. That little boy, he look. This is. It's definitely interesting being yes. the father. Definitely interesting, but he definitely uh he helped him. I, I, I don't know if it's a bad term to say, but he definitely like helped put a collar on me a little bit. From you no know, grounded you attitude, everything, man. I'm just trying to make sure that man got the best life he can have while here. Before I go, he gonna have everything he need. He gonna need now. He gonna know right from wrong, the old ways, not mm-hmm. this new ways. Mm-hmm. You no, know, ain't he? You you cussing at your mama? All right, I ain't gonna be none mm-hmm. of that. Oh, no. Everybody, if everybody, if y'all know who I am, y'all know my father, and that man there. Yeah, we weren't always out of eye, but look, if he ain't teach me anything. He taught me how to be a man. Yes, 
Yes, sir. So I'm gonna take care of mine. And make sure he look. He he gonna be set. One time for Mr. Derek David. Man. I swear, man. That cool cool dude. Real real quick moment of silence for me. One of the coolest guys you could ever meet. Like, and he one of those. It was silent, but when he said what he said, it was said. That was it. I swear, you weren't going to go, you weren't no going against it, getting no attitude, nothing. And if you wanted to go against it, you got a solution for that too. So, right. it's it's going to be a great episode. We're going we gonna to touch on a lot of things, you know, that we've gone through. Just as we talk about Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, who is an Austrian neurologist, psychologist, author, and get, get, get this Holocaust survivor The Holocaust Ages ago Granted he's no longer with us So another moment A quick moment of silence But he was able to go through that situation And Manifest this book To be able to shed light On what it means to live this life You know um, women, of course, can can relate to it. It is it it is man's social meaning, but let man be that universal human being, right? Because we all go through things on a daily basis, and we wonder sometimes, where the hell am I going? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Is is it right? What's the purpose? What is it? I've had those, and I've and I've had those days. You know, and a lot of people, you know, are gonna see that. They they see what what you want them to see. You might mm-hmm. might not know what people be going through on the inside. They might be all smiles on social media when you see them, but mm-hmm. then you know they might get home and it's it's all kinds of stuff. And about y'all gonna y'all gonna hear about that a little bit from me. I'm gonna, I might open up a little bit a little bit today because you know a lot of people just always see me smiling, happy. You always in the gym, but y'all might hear y'all gonna hear a different you know side of things. We'll see how much the teleport lets him give off today. You know, of course, we're on, we're on what Cam calls the pod juice. You know, it's right. the the good Teletoni part. So, I mean, that's what this is about. You know, if you feel if you feel compelled to say something you want, that's on your chest, say it. It's whatever. But nevertheless, man, search for meaning, and that's how we that's how we start the episode off. You know, the search for meaning. Again, me. I'm thinking differently these days. Um, you know, I have nothing against the longevity plan. I have nothing against the, the 10, 20 year plan, the generational wealth plan, the make it show you're young going straight plan. Nah, I, I'm with all of that. But recent circumstances have altered my perspective on life at this current time. And mm-hmm. I'm just in a, it's in the process day by day ordeal. Because again, Losing somebody so close to me, it shifted that. I'm like, okay, I may not be here tomorrow, so what can I do today? Make sure things are in order today because you do not know. And it's a situation where you have to look beyond the material things when you look for the search for meaning. Of course, I'm preaching to the choir. Of course, everybody knows that the shit that you have that costs all this money don't mean nothing when you laying in the ground. Mm-hmm. Of course, my audience knows that, you know, 
I mean, this this house that you gunning for, this this position, just this overworking, all of chasing the bag, just being so into your bag that you forget and live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can you can rest and know that okay, financially my pe- my people straight. But I asked this man before we even recorded, we was watching um eighty five South Show. I asked him, I said, so if you were to ask yourself, what's more important, leaving your child knowledge or money? Some of you probably thought both. No. Can't do I both. asked you. It's a choice. Knowledge or money. Because if you're working so hard to produce the money, you're absent in certain aspects to give knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, wisdom comes through experience. But, hey, what kind of wisdom? What? How much better can the wisdom be if they had prior knowledge? Right. Cause look, you can you can leave them money, but look, what what knowledge you ain't teach them how to use it? What to I'm do about to say they gonna blow it, right? They oh, I'm about to go get these new J's that just came out. Why, son? Look, I'm trying to look. I'm gonna teach you now. Save. I'm gonna teach you how to save. I'm gonna show you. You ain't got to be trying to save for all these big old things. Try and save for start off for this toy. This toy what twenty dollars? Start with that. Try and save your money. You get to that. Then you get bigger things. And then as you get older, you gonna see. Okay, I'm not about to stop saving. I'm about to start saving for these toys. Like, you know, let me think a little bit more long term. Start saving for college. Like, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I'm saving what I can for you too, so you ain't got to do nothing. But I'm still teach you, like, some type of saving responsibility. So that way, even, I ain't got to give you no money. You don't need money from me. I done taught you how to save, how to get money, how to invest it, do whatever you mm-hmm. need to do. So that's where, me personally, knowledge. I'm choosing knowledge all day. Mm-hmm. Again, it's nothing against making sure your posterity good. Do that. That's great. That's what we should strive for. We can go forth and and multiply and make sure that those that's coming after us are okay. Cool. But what does your life mean? You search for meaning. Like, what? what is it? Trying to figure out your purpose in there. You're not going to figure out your purpose. Get that through your head, people. We can't figure out our purpose. Right. Because even if you get the position you're going for, that may not be your purpose. Right. You might be there for two two months. And then, like, it really wasn't meant for me. As most things, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. And it is either in the moment or afterwards that you realize this is what I need to be doing. Mm-hmm. That's when you find what's going on, but you only find that when you're being your most authentic self and living the most pure self, you know? Right. Because if you're trying to live a facade, then that wrong karma going to hit you and you're going to think, oh, <laughs> what's wrong with me? Nah, man, you're not, you're not moving in alignment. We've talked about that. You got to... How do you know what's good when you're moving? Something that gives you peace. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> Spider-Man just came out. <laughs> if you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home, you are lacking. Even though it just came out. Uh, by the time this comes out, it'll be a couple weeks by the, from the release date. But I'm saying this to you in real time that you're listening. If you haven't seen it yet, you are lacking. That is probably one of the best Marvel movies I have seen. 
and the way they in executed this movie, my God, Chef's Kiss. I haven't seen it yet, y'all. So he, I mean, he, again, it he, just came out two days ago. This, uh, this man called me right before he went in. He called me right after. I was like, bro, great. Great movie, my gosh. Guess I gotta go see. Man, I was on the road when I went into the theater. You know, Marvel was about two some odd hours. I come out. Yep. Call you right back. He's still on the phone. He's still on the road. I tell listen, like we never got off the phone, right. bro. It was awesome. It was awesome. But if you, you know, if you're if you see the movie and you're listening to this segment of the podcast, you'll appreciate what I mean about it tomorrow's not promised and you have to do what you gotta do right now. Yeah. And how you won't see it. Until at the moment or after the moment, it's it's going to be a continual search. But again, here's the gag: it'll find you. It'll find you. Just do your best right now. And God will put situations in your path, yes, to test you. But if you have that integrity. If you have that genuine spirit, mm-hmm. if you have that to a certain level of nobility, you'll get to where you need to be. It may not be where you want to be, but where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And you never know how long them tests can be either, man. Y'all might be thinking, okay, it might be like short test. Hey, if patience is your thing, oh, it ain't going to be no short test. Trust me, I got a few tests I'm still going through now because God just knew. Patience is not my thing, but hey, it's one of those things I had to learn. Being a, a father to a one going on two year old little boy who running around terrorizing you, the dogs <laughs> throwing everything, telling you no, it's like you gonna learn patience, man. And when I say you learned it, like it, it happened a few months ago. I, I I told Matt about it. I think I told Matt I had to text him about it and everything. I was just laying on my back on the bed, and my son had got off the bed and was just walking and grabbing stuff. Mm-hmm. And his mom has like this little small glass jar of shea butter. Mm-hmm. And I'm just laying on my back, just not you no, know, not paying no attention, just looking up at the ceiling. Then knock. I mm-hmm. feel this jar of shea butter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then he done thrown, he's thrown it from on the ground on the side of the bed and clocked me in my right eyebrow. When I tell y'all, God sent me all the patience he had, cause in just a few quick seconds, I forgot who he was. I was like, who the... I'm like, mm. not look down. He he already knew he was in trouble. I ain't, I ain't do nothing to him. He he went to his mama. His mama dealt that. But he was just... He, went, he didn't even want to come come give me a hug afterwards. But it's just like... He knew he done messed patience, up. Patience, though? We, because, man... My eye was... I had a bruise. It was cut and leaking, like... All from a, a little jar of shea butter, and this man, he was only, he had just hit one and a half. I was like, yeah, you playing baseball. I don't care, I don't, I don't know it, but guess what? I'm going to find somebody who do know it and have them teach you the way you throwing stuff. The but it, it's, it's, patience is definitely one of my things that I'm going through right now. But yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get more than that. Nah. We'll, we'll get more than that later. When you... I don't want to let this... Okay, I can disagree. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Okay, so look. <laughs> Before I looked at the next little subtopic, what popped in my head was, you know, 
You think about the life of Jesus, right? Yeah. His only advantage, most well, one of his most advantages was that he knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. Imagine if he was solely a carnal man and the events of his latter years happened, right? Mm. He probably be like, what the world is going yeah. on? Yeah. How do you think he would have reacted in the garden of Gethsemane? How do you think he would have, would he have gone through, well, he wouldn't have had no choice but to go through the beatings and the crucifixion yeah. and such because he didn't, he, he couldn't have foreseen it. Mm-hmm. But you catch yourself in situations, again, the Holocaust, they tortured, they killed, slaughtered, all these atrocious, atrociously heinous crimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because of another person's, what it was, ethnicity, yeah. the Jews and Germans and stuff like that. Like, it's... If ethnicity, religions, and y'all believe this, no, that's not what we want you to believe. All because of that, they went through suffering. He tells it from a first person's perspective about how he had to endure Auschwitz. Auschwitz. I hate that word. <laughs> Auschwitz. You know, that's history lesson. It's like the worst experience during the Holocaust. Like, if you hear about Auschwitz, you know there was. They even went through something. Yeah, turmoil. Just about everything. And if they a survivor of that, man, who we, bro? Now, of course, I love to parallel, man. Like, if you're in a season of suffering, I need you to remember this. Seasons change. You got to see the sunshine for the clouds, man. Like, yes, you... You're going through something right now, and it just seemed like the shit will not end, and you don't know what to do. Like, you just really, you really, really just want to say, F it. But what happens if you endure just a little while longer? What happens when you just be, handle what you can at the moment and let the rest happen? You don't know what kind of breakthrough you can live to see, but if you if you just give up hope, you won't be rewarded to see. Championships aren't given to the privileged. Gotta earn it. No matter no matter the cost, you, you gotta earn it. You suffer, yes. We all going through some suffering. I don't. I don't have to regale you on my sufferings, but everybody, right? Everybody has their own storm. So whatever your storm is, remember the master meteorologist who's going to make sure that those winds change. Mm-hmm. The tables will turn, but you got to keep rolling with the punches because time ain't gonna stop. It ain't. And as adults, we see as an adult, man, this time thing ain't no joke. I swear. (laughs) Days is going by fast. Weeks are just. 2021 is over with. 
flew by, man. That it flew, for me. It, for me, it felt like it just flew by. I feel like this is gonna air twenty twenty two. So happy New Year if I ain't already said it. But right. this, yeah, this time has definitely flown. progress in real time when you look back look back through your facebook memories and see just how far you come <laughs> i swear look back from 10 years ago when you were stressing over some shit you just knew you wasn't gonna get over well yeah in school being i talk about that shit boy, i used to be so dang on i'm like am i ever gonna gain weight just have to it's, it's one of them things for because you know everybody know i'm on the fitness side of things too talk it's, on it. it's, it's not easy for just no most people think it's, they see some people who skinny, they be like, hey, I wish I could be like that. Well, hey, y'all never know. They might be wishing they could be like you. Because I was that skinny kid. Like, I, I got tired of being skinny. So, man, I'm, when I tell y'all, I started, you know, when I, I was in the military when I started really lifting. Start meeting, you got to network, man. Meet people who know what they're doing. Learn from them. I started learning, researching it myself. And then, you know, down the line, I did. I'm like, dang. People can really get that big. People bodies can really change like that for like them bodybuilding competition. And this is my first year in Hawaii. I was there for three years when mm-hmm. I saw that. I'm like, I think I can do that though. Mm-hmm. And man, that's a whole nother like aspect of of the fitness era. It's like you got all these things people do to lose weight, but then you got all these things to do to gain weight. And these people are trying to gain muscle and lose weight at the same time. And it's like. It's so many myths that science that me. they don't under, that people don't understand. Like it's a lot of people. Man, I don't want to lose weight. Man, I'm, I'm I'm gonna just stop. I'm gonna stop eating. I'm, I'm gonna eat one time a day, two times a day. I'm, hopefully, I can lose you no know, twenty pounds. People, it's a you have to eat still to lose weight. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you don't. If, if if your trainer ain't telling you that you still need to eat, if you got a trainer, then ask them to see their certification. Or as or research it and research it yourself. Send it to him. You saying I got to do this to lose weight, but this saying this and this like what's going on. 
Mm-hmm. Like ask for credentials if y'all don't know if y'all ain't trusting. If y'all feeling iffy about it, but it's it's bro. Like when I tell y'all, I was that skinny kid mm-hmm. for forever. I was like, man, I can't. I gotta change it, especially being in the military. We'll see if we can find a a, flip, a photo to put up. Uh, bro, I I got plenty. I saw uh, I saw one yesterday. We're coming down the road. One of my friends tagged me back in it from when I was in basic training in 2012, where I looked down at my leg <laughs> in that picture, <laughs> and I was like. Dang, mm-hmm. I was like, I was small. Well, I was a twig. And it's funny, Alicia, her name, I said her, I said her picture, she talking about, he was cute. I said, cute? I said, cute? Where? Wow. Man, I was Steve like, I Rogers. Was, I said, I was a stick, bro. Oh, God. <laughs> I, was, I was a stick. And he was like, you was Man, the cutest like, stick. I'm like, you know what? All right, I'll I stop. I'll, I'll take that compliment and leave it at that. Man, was going. Steve Rogers, no cap. It really did, man. It's like, I used to. I would, I went went to basic training at one thirty. <laughs> I graduated one forty five. Man, gained fifteen like, pounds. Right, and it was muscle. It's just you got to do certain things, and I wasn't used to doing it. So it's like, man, you learn. Like one day, like I got to eat. I got a fast metabolism, and I'm in the military, running two days out of the week, working out three days out of the week, and me still going after work too to work out. Like you burning more calories, so that's boosting your metabolism. Like. Making you burn more fat, but me, my hard thing was gaining weight, not losing it. So I'm like, I don't need to be losing these many calories. So my calorie intake be close 3,500 calories or something. Y'all might think that's easy. Like you can put that in like three, three double whoppers from mm. Burger King. Three, three of those meals. That's my calorie. But it's like that's not doing nothing for me because all the bad stuff in it. One, right. so I need to clean it up. Try and eat it. So I'm like, man, imagine. Imagine eating chicken, rice, and broccoli five times a day for weeks. Mm. Yeah, man, you'd be like, dang, I want something else. But it's like, after a certain while, like me, me, a lot of other fitness people, bodybuilders, it's just like, we're not eating this food for the taste. We're eating it for the results because it's giving us what we need to get to get where, we, where we're trying to be. So it's like, just, just back to patience. Like, like it's just... It takes time. You can't get time back. It's a lot of stuff that go into. Oh man. And I'm still. Hey, I'm still grinding now. I'm gonna teach. I'm still. I. I still be struggling with me. You know, some people look at me like, "Hey man, you done got bigger." And it's just they call it body dysmorphia. Like mm-hmm. you be big. Everybody, you you can really be big, but they, like looking in the mirror, you're like, "Hey man, I feel small." So it's like you just keep going harder and harder. That thing crazy, but it's it's definitely real. I feel like that's, I feel like that's a thing for anything. What? Because imagine some you, like you just be off in the city or whatever. And somebody saying, "Yeah, boy, I see what you got going on, boy. I'm proud of you. You doing big shit." This, that, and they be real about it. They mm-hmm. and they really think you doing hot, like doing it. But to yourself, you thinking, "I ain't going as half as hard as I want to." Right. I ain't. I ain't did nothing. And I mean, it's because you've. You did it. You endured it. So it's it's not as grand to you as it is to somebody who didn't. Yeah. Who ain't seen you in a while and seen you done leveled up. Right. But that's the that's the beauty of, you know, the search for meaning. That's the beauty of you going through those storms and having hope and coming through because you don't know how high you're going to come out of this shit. Mm-hmm. You don't know how high or how great you're going to be 
after you go through these storms. You're going to learn something new. You're going to go through life after this knowing, okay, I can maneuver this. Right. How can yeah, I avoid I, this? I, I <laughs> worse. And when you and when you do learn, that's when you become free. Mm-hmm. When when you be, when you learn from your mistakes, when you learn how to not only avoid but like move better. Yeah. Cause a lot it's freedom. Can't, you can't that. just avoid everything. Sometimes you gotta you gotta confront it. Just gotta know how to confront it, know how to say things, how to do things. Yeah, I mean, they say the direct approach is the best one. That's what they say. Yeah. I'm saying you can still be direct with it, but you know, sometimes people tend to know if they're going through something or got an argument or whatever, when you direct, you still heat it. So they just go in there not talking right, not being thought it out, man. That's why that's what I mean. Like, you know, you still approach it, but hey, make sure you approach it know how to with a calm with with you to calm down. You ain't got an attitude and stuff like that. Cause I ain't gonna lie, that's one that used to be one of my biggest flaws. Knowing how to address a conflict. I'm saying, man. Yeah, it's me to have a temper. I had a, a temper and. And it's just it's it's I that's what I'm learning. I do too. That's what I'm learning. I'm learning how to do that now because I used to go head in and I was arguing about stuff, and mm-hmm. now I'm like, man, once it's it's too much going on, and you know, shout shout out shout out baby moms, uh, Alicia. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, most of y'all know y'all ain't seen it. That's you know, that's mm-hmm. that's still. We going through it, but that's still bae. So I don't care what y'all say. Mm-hmm. But uh, she'll tell me all the time. She's like, like we don't got time to keep arguing. Like we this uh, this time that we spend in arguing, we could have been doing something else. Something like else. one thing, we we can't get time back. And she didn't preach that to me so many times. But you no, know, me with my temper, I wasn't trying to listen. But now I done calmed down. It's like we really can't get this time back. All this time we spend in arguing. So it's like man. That's why I try to avoid it. I don't avoid it. I just like, man, it ain't even worth it no more. Because I want it. Like, you got to keep moving forward. Especially, I got that little one. For real. And funny you say that. Like, we don't have time to dwell on bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. you don't. And I tell my wife that too. Like, bro, I don't like arguing. I don't like unnecessary conflict. Because both of us... We both have a sharp tongue, mm-hmm. and we're both aware of our tempers and the fact that we both have a sharp tongue. So if we do come to a, a crossroads, or one of us, you know, is ain't too thrilled about something, then you know we'll retreat till we know exactly how we need to come from. Like, let me go back over here. Let me just chill. For a minute before I confront this. Yeah. And it's, it. I'd rather that as opposed to just blatant arguing and not understanding where the other person coming from. Because when you're fussing and fighting with no true understanding, you're not hearing anything and then your pride gonna get into the mix of it and you gonna start saying shit that you really it's unnecessary right. and that you're going to end up regretting. So, no, nah, I'd rather us just be still because being still and doing nothing are two different things. You being mm-hmm. still and you praying, meditating, and you figuring out in your head, how do I need to say this? How do I come about this situation 
to be to come to a constructive conclusion. Like, how can we come to a common common ground? But you know, you gotta you gotta you have to be willing to be optimistic too. Yeah, that's my hard thing, man. Because seven years in the military is kind of hard to be optimistic. Because the little optimism you do get, y'all think these people be playing with these little memes and TikToks they be making about talking about stuff in the military. Yeah, y'all laughing at most time that stuff be true, man. <laughs> it's it's it, it can be real hard sometimes in the military to be optimistic. Especially like like, you know, the only thing you got to be optimistic about, say talking to your family or mm-hmm. whatever. Now you gotta go to the field for ten days, however long you got in the field, you can't get on your phone. You know, sometimes your family or talking to that person even five minutes, ten minutes is that optimism that pull you back in. Mm-hmm. To keep you sane, man. Not doing that, not having that. Sometimes, mm-hmm. man, that drive me, drove me insane. So it's like, I was like, I gotta get out. I can imagine. Oh, I gotta get out. When I was in, when I was in ROTC, and you know, I went to Savannah State. I didn't. I wanted to go to the Air Force. Really, I didn't mm-hmm. want to go to the Army. And like Eric. Everybody was like, shit, we thought you of all people was going to the military. I said, yeah, but I really want to go to college. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I, everything <clears throat> everything happens for a reason because, I mean, my ideologies aren't conducive to, for the military. I just, mm-mm. Why are we going to war? No. This is stupid. <laughs> you as military are bullies. <laughs> We're like, who's over in Afghanistan, man? That's, what, that's why we was at war. Cause them, they just want us to leave. They were like, "Bro, just leave this our business. Let us handle it." Okay. Here go America. No, no. bro. We going We going We gonna wanna... make y'all be friends. Why, bro? Let them leave them people alone. They want to take each other out. They don't want our help. Stop forcing. Trying to force your help on somebody. For the land of the free, we re- we really intrusive. <laughs> we really intrusive. Like I don't understand. But when we talk about freedom, that's a loaded term. I mean, we we skated over it, but freedom as a whole, it's in your mind. Yeah, it's all it's all in mind, but most of us got Sally Mae loans. Most of us ain't paying them shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> You got them loans dangling over your head with a comma in there somewhere. <laughs> but in your world, my loans are forgiven. Right. I forgave my loans, so you should too. Freedom, it's all in your mind, man. Like, yeah. even when it goes back to slavery, like, the only freedom they had is what they could come caught for themselves. When they, when they weren't out in the fields. Right, in their minds. Even when they was in the field, that's what the songs was for. Yeah. That was that communication. That was that uplift. That was that message. In our heads, we're as free as we want to be. Yeah, our bodies might be enslaved, but our minds are still ours. Mm-hmm. And even though the core task of slavery was to take the mind, mm-hmm. use the body and take the mind, word to Denzel Washington, the great debaters, you, they still persevered that. And it's just awesome 
tell me ain't no God, man. Like, it's just awesome because we still have that ability. Right. You on that job, slaving, metaphorically, whatever. You slaving on that job, but in your head, I'm on vacation. Mm-hmm. You're as free as you want to be. Yeah, you're going to get fired if you don't do no work. But hey, <laughs> decisions. Right. Make good decisions. <laughs> um, but yeah, freedom. You're as free as you can be, or as free, you're as free as you work to be. How about that? Yeah. In whatever capacity. Yeah. If you talk about financial freedom, you must be hustling. Right. Make sure that you got money flowing in in all directions, all currents, all waves. You that's, in it. That's what I'm about to get on. I'm, I'm thinking about doing doing the little uh, vending machine side of things on this month. And it's like already, you know, school, work, personal training. Add that that one income. Didn't know I dabble dabble with stocks and stuff too. Like you don't never hurt to have multiple multiple streams of income coming in. Especially you can say you got say you got five. Mm-hmm. What you need three of them for? You can use two of them for your bills and stuff. Three to save. Or Boom. you do more three three to three to spend two to save. It's, it's all kind of ways, man. Boom. Freedom. You wanna look good summertime or look good naked? Put that work in for it. And here's the thing. I'm not retracting my statement, but I'm clarifying. You feel however you feel in your skin. That's how you feel. But if you feel like you wanna look a certain way, then guess what? You gotta work for it. Mm-hmm. You wanna be more knowledgeable, read a book, listen to the podcast. That's what I try to tell. I tell, but I had to deal with that with clients when I'm retraining people. Cause I want to look like this. I'm like, look, well, let's I, get I, know, to I it. know how to get you there, but it's it's still all you. Like, I can only tell you what to do and try and motivate you. You you don't want to have to push yourself. This it's, is not a ladder. You yeah, not get really three not. wishes. <laughs> Where you have freedom, you got to be optimistic. Because while you're struggling for your freedom, you got to know or you got to hope that you'll get there. Got to believe that you'll get there. There you go. Got to believe it. You know it's going to be hard. So if you're just going to add that to the mix, like, look, I know this is going to be hard, but look, I believe I can get there. You just got to keep pushing. Yeah, I make optimism synonymous to faith. Mm-hmm. You don't know how it's going to happen, but... It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's so many times I done went through life at this tender age of 28, and I just didn't know where I was going. Found myself in some real dark places, but you know that faith was instilled in me as a kid. So you gravitate naturally to what you know, you know what's instilled in you. It's still gonna be hard though, cause man, I've had, I didn't. Well, I've been in quite a few dark places mm-hmm. over this the course of this whole year, actually. Mm-hmm. But it's it's definitely uh, I didn't I didn't. Had a few moments I was really like when I say dark I mean dark it was like I like a minute away like thinking like dude is this really worth it do do this and that and it's like stuff get to you mm-hmm. like this and I ain't gonna it's no kind of off top of guys if, go bruh it's okay to go to therapy sessions mm-hmm. it's okay to have a therapist it's okay to go to the counselor man cause well, you know, it, we already feel we barely, we can't really talk to a lot of people about stuff we go through because, you know, everybody expects us to be a man. But it's mm-hmm. like, man, look, 
If you got something, you going through it, bro. You don't want to talk to nobody. You know family, friends, bro. Go get a therapy. It it definitely helps. And me, you know, I deal with a lot of mental health, but I just started with my therapist. I mean, and it helped. It helps. It's a few other tricks I tried, you know, but they they all it's it's it, it's helping, man. And I used to be one of the people like, man, therapy ain't gonna help. I ain't mm-hmm. gonna talk to nobody. I don't want to do all that. She look at me now, promoting it. I like every time either you or Cam or someone says something about therapy. I, I mean, I'm gonna sign off on it, of course. I just personally have not been to therapy yet. Mm-hmm. I feel, to them, I, I think, it. I will, I will. I just transparently, I'm stubborn. Yeah, but I mean, you can go if it's your first time going. Don't even go if you're going through something. Just go say, just need need somebody to talk to for a minute. Talk about anything. See how to get a vibe of your therapist. You know, if they're going to actually talk with you. And then you be like, okay, maybe I will try this if I get to the point where I need to. Where I'm in the dark place and I need somebody to talk to. Because, you know, we're real skeptical. <laughs> like, because I used to be stubborn. Like, man, it, it ain't going to help me. What do they know about what I'm going through? This and that. Like, y'all. <laughs> like, go, just go to therapy. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It is okay. Like Your mental health really matters, and it can make a break. It really can. It can put, it'll put you one, one moment you full of energy, happy, and then the next day you can't get out of bed. You're not hungry. You're not thirsty. You're just blah. Present. Just, you're just and not blah. even present. You're just existing. Because you could be somewhere far off in your head, and you're not even... Here and it does suck, but you know, guys, it, and I can't, I can't speak on a lot of females with how they deal with mm-hmm. mental health because you know it's, it's different. But I can kind of speak on guys. You know, it's we we stubborn. We mm-hmm. don't want to talk about stuff. We like to keep stuff in. Man, if you got that partner, yeah, there that you know, like, cause one, they gonna be a partner for a reason. You clearly trust them somewhat. Yeah. So if you, we hope if, if so, if, we hoping so. If you trust them, man, and they there to help, and they trying to help, bro, let them in. Like guys, yeah, you know, sometimes it's like, man, I don't want to. You don't want. It's kind of hard. You don't want to tell people certain stuff because you feel like they're gonna use it against you. But man, if it's that, if it's your partner and you trust them, they wouldn't. They they wouldn't do that. Cause like, if you like me, I you know I don't get my trust out easily. Right. So it's like if I trust you, even an inkling, like. It's a lot. It, it means a lot. Well, we had freedom, optimism. It all boils down to responsibility. Ooh. Responsibility and that accountability. Those are forsaken words in this society. I swear. Responsibility. It's on you. And I hate to sound like I don't give a shit, but I care so much to let you know it is on you. There are far too many resources. Yeah, they may not be top tier, but there's so many resources you can attempt to make something more. And again, it might be some shit you just don't want to do. But guess what? What you want to do is going to get you where you need to be. More often than not. And how I know that is because you got to be uncomfortable sometimes to get to where you want to go. Like It's not going to be easy. I'm sure your car not all the way comfortable when 
you driving that drive to different cities and states. That's why you gotta keep filling up. It's depleting. Like it's it's like oh my god, god. <laughs> you run it too long, that shit will start running hot. All right, All right now. Hey, bro, hold on. Hey, calm down. But because it's made to do, it's gotta deliver now. Yeah, it might break down, but you know, in the essence of it, it's supposed to deliver and get to where it need to be. You are destined for more than mediocrity. And it's going to take you being uncomfortable to get to where you need to be. Every level, every altitude requires a different strength. You go walk on a treadmill and turn up that um, altitude on that shit. Oh, my God. It's just not easy. Even I've been struggling with getting on that Stairmaster, man. That, that, yeah, that hurts. That machine for me by the devil itself. I yeah. Staircase to hell. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's it, it's your responsibility. You have to take charge of your life. You have to. You can't keep complaining about who did what. What did you do? Yeah, they 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 talk bad about you. They stole a job from you. They cheated on you. They, you know, divorce. They want a divorce. They <laughs> blackmail. Whatever. But how are you gonna how are you gonna come back to that? From that to that against that, how are you going to rebuttal? You gonna bow out? Or are you gonna double down? Hmm? <laughs> I mean your choice is yours. It is what it is. But it's what I'm saying is when you are where you are in life and you're quote unquote searching for meaning, what actions are you taking? Yeah. Are you a monk and you just sitting there, like guiding your spirituality? What kind of faith? You got faith? What you doing? Faith without works is dead, though. Hmm? Faith without works is dead. Yeah. Works. That's a verb. Mm-hmm. Or a noun work so what you've been doing so whatever pronoun anyway <laughs> but I have a whole English lesson over here you yeah. got a pronoun I don't know I thought that was A-S-N freedom optimism responsibility you can do what you want it's just really up to you alright you gonna take responsibility for if you go out there inside the steel even though the boosters can't hit me up right now but uh you gonna take responsibility, like you, you, you know, you know what's gonna happen. You own the risk, you own the reward. Right. Said that on the last episode. My dad always say every action got a uh, opposite equal reaction. Yeah, <laughs> something gonna happen. So just be prepared for whatever comes with it, and hopefully right. you thought that out before you did it. Right, you know how to get out. Whew. Stupid criminals! <laughs> Y'all don't think about nothing. When I first got to college. One of my favorite <laughs> classes was psychology. Because, you know, who wouldn't want to try to learn how people's minds work? Right. To some degree, you wanted to know that to see how you could be advantageous against someone else. Mm-hmm. 
I won't use the word manipulate. I just say be advantageous where you can get a level <laughs> up and, <laughs> and figure out just how their 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 will turns. But the thing about psychology is our minds are so complex. It's so evolving. What? Just like it's a continual search for meaning, it's a continual study of our minds because just how I said that my, my perspective has shifted a little bit, who's to say where it be five years down the line? How my mind work? How... What will it produce? What mm-hmm. what's 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 going to happen? And you know, again, Dr. Frankel was a neurologist, and he, you know, he comprised a subset of psychologists called logotherapy, and it's you know centered around helping people find the meaning in life. Logotherapy. Go look that up. My thing is, I wanted to go through the book, this segment, before we really regaled y'all with some shit that really can pertain to it. Because I feel like we wouldn't have got through what we needed to talk about. But I feel like our escapades, like in real life... (laughs) It would test the better of friendships. Right. That's why when you said, that's why when you, whenever you said, when you said when you first started college, I was like, oh, well, you about to go with this. Yeah. Because, uh, who knows, I was in the dorms with you. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's, I will say that's when our heavier escapades started. Because, I mean, yeah. in high school and in, in that church, we was kids. We, I mean, this man showed me about some premium Shows and such on <laughs> on demand. HBO. Yeah, that HBO oh, special sense shit. <laughs> man, but I had me scared up, fooling up with you. <laughs> Think my parents gonna see something on their bill they ain't need to right. see. I'm like, bro, they can't see that, man. Oh, Lord, I'm in this thing. I'm telling them they can't see it in my head. I'm like, dang, can they see it? Though? See, <laughs> see, all the man, way. I'm just trying to help you. Hey, I'm trying to stay positive for you. Optimism, huh? <laughs> But nah, like, he said it, like, (sighs) Trey went through, like, a real turbulent time. Right Right after high school. Right after high school. And that resulted in him moving out of his people house and essentially moving into my dorm room with me and my roommate. Now, most of you won't know how Boston is set up, so let me paint the picture for you. <laughs> it's a room. Probably no bigger than, if you know Savannah State, picture, you know, picture the Ville living room, right? <laughs> that in the kitchen. That's pretty much a Boston <laughs> room. <laughs> room. Maybe a little bit more square footage, but you get a picture. It's a it's a it's a small room and it has two twin beds on either side of the room, two desks, two little wardrobes, hardly any space for traffic, like or guests for that matter. Right. So it's right in the middle of all of. So naturally, I asked my roommate if he was cool with it. I mean, he said, "Okay, 
for how for a few weeks. Uh, yeah, it was almost we almost hit a month. For for a few weeks, we was able to to store him. <laughs> and I, I mean, we had all type of canned goods, yeah, noodles, noodles. <laughs> all his stuff up under my bed. Yeah, we like, discovered all the different flavors of noodles. Bro. Yeah, how to cook them. <laughs> so it's like. Just regret, like, listen to this, man. Like, we literally, like, see this man on campus, he had to climb up the gate, like. Lay down in the back seat. Really. Like, everything. Really, really. And here's where I, I don't toot my own horn or anything, but I'm a good friend. Because, brother man, if you know what Savannah State is, mm-hmm. brother man was working at Gulfstream. <laughs> Ooh, man ooh. had no tri- like no car, so we'd get up around what six, six seven o'clock yep. in the morning, cold down. Ha- had let the that was old winter. This new winter ain't it. Like had let the car, you know, got to actually warm let up. the car warm up <laughs> type cold weather, and get him from the east side all the way down there to Port Wentworth. You gotta come all the way back before class. my class. It's all mess, but God damn, bro. You're like, who, what, how many friends y'all know gonna do this? Come on, man. That's what I was like, matter real. Come on, man. Like, if you got a friend, you, again, you, you don't know what this road gonna lead. You, you just help. Yeah. Just do what you can. That shit was funny. You never know what happened. Turn out into. People grow up and be like, hey, I remember when such and such did this for me or did this for me. They never asked for nothing. Like, all that. Like, shit, even when. And then go get you from work. Like, right. I, I forgot about that when I was working at the stash shop, RIP the stash mm-hmm. shop. That's why, like, bro, it didn't, it didn't, you know, it didn't dawn, it didn't really bother me or phase me, like, when I was deployed. Mm-hmm. You know, like, man, can you, can you do this or can you do that or shit, I'm. Trying to get this car, can you can you help me with it? Nigga did help me get a car. Bruh, I it it didn't it didn't even wasn't no hesitation because one military deploy you know y'all you making buku money you ain't doing <laughs> you just saving it so I'm like hey can you help me? I'm like bro no questions asked boom here you go help me here you go dramatic like the stuff we done been through cause I remember this one time we was in Pula at Food Line. And we like my homegirl. I told her I was gonna get her from <laughs> told her I was gonna get her from work. Now we in pooling now, and she worked at Jersey Mike's <laughs> on Eisenhower. <laughs> it's nine o'clock. She calling me. I said, "Oh shit!" <laughs> well, we hauled ass from that food line on eighty and Pula <laughs> to get to doggone. Jersey Mike's and it's just like bruh responsibility <laughs> I, I messed that up but <laughs> it's just funny man like this, to have gone through all of this to see you know just how far we've come I swear. it's cool because we still learning we still we still growing we still have things to go through and we're going to keep seeing or hopefully one day we see what this shit called life is really about. That's it's right. really about you doing right by other people. It's really mm-hmm. that's really what it's about. But of course we put our superficial 
subjective feelings on right. it, and it it, it, it taint it taints it. It taints it. Like somebody said on Twitter earlier, talking about kids shouldn't have the um, access to TikTok and social media that they do. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree because why does your children, you know, have to live up to such a standard or conceptualize such a standard at such a young age? Growing up, we ain't had we ain't had nothing to worry about. This was my mama about me. <laughs> right. <laughs> this, this is what I got. Right. Hey, look, I, I'm not paying for it. You bought it, I gotta wear it. I don't Sorry. know. I don't know. Like, you listening to this video, you listening to this episode, you, I want you just to do a little self analysis. If you've seen yourself, you know, in a season of suffering, you know, suffering, thinking that. It just won't get better. And I, I say it so emphatically because I be feeling like that sometimes. Like it just won't. Mm-hmm. It just won't get better. Yeah, but no. you have to realize it's already worked out for you. You just got to walk in it. Mm-hmm. Follow your instincts. If your instinct saying get up and hustle, go get up and hustle. If it's saying you need to rest and just be, do it. Because at the end of the day, you can only produce what you can produce. And I mean, shit, unless you about to go take out more loans and get in more debt. Yeah, just just do what you can. And if nothing else, just keep hustling. If you got friends that are willing to assist you, now, I'm a pride type of guy. So if I ask you, I really, 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 really need it. Um, But we got a couple books to come about using, you know, the resources around you to get where you want to be or need to be rather. Not so much as where you want to be, but both. <laughs> but it's just it's it's real, man. You going you going you going to suffer. Oh yeah. But you got to know that I want to see what yeah, I need to see what happens. Just like a whole Marvel movie, you sit through the credits. Right. What's about to happen? Like, I know something else is happening. Why y'all leaving? Y'all ain't okay. Y'all can leave. I'm yeah. serious. Side note, you really do see who written about Marvel at the end of that job. Right, you see the credit start and you don't see nobody move. That's right. how it was last night. <laughs> everybody like, knows. Nobody, nobody stopped. Like, nobody moved that first time. And then, like, it had another segment and it went, and then people started leaving out. Only a quarter of us stayed. They seen the last part. Wow. I say, yeah, uh, these are the real fans. Right. Man, yes, it's some shit to come in the Marvel Universe. I implore you, go see Spider-Man. This shit. Whew. Man, I'm about to have me go see Spider-Man tomorrow after I get off with Man, listen. <laughs> listen, I don't think I got no recording Tuesday. <laughs> Is it $5 Tuesday? But nah, you, you, you have to, when you talk about the search for meaning, again, like we said, for freedom, it's in your mind. You're as enslaved as you wish. You might be up to your neck in debt, but if you live in carefree, right. that's your prerogative. Right. <laughs> that, you got it. You can, you can afford to do that. Hey. That's your prerogative. If you you just want to neglect everything you got in the world, I don't condone it, but that's your prerogative. Mm-hmm. Got to be optimistic. Got to know. Got to have faith. Got to 
gotta hope for the best. I feel like this is gonna work out. Mm-hmm. Stop being so fucking picky. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. I'm sorry. It's I'm so sorry. It's gonna Stop be Stop being so pessimistic. I don't like pessimism. Like, stop seeing the bad in Clearly. everything. Clearly, you don't. Come on. Like, it's already a 50 50 chance it's going to work. Right. I'd rather hope for the best. We plan for the worst, but hope for the best. Right. But don't nitpick. Like, I work around some real nitpicky people. Like, um, this is not going to work. Well, what do you want to do, Sally? <laughs> Tell me what you want. What do you want? What are you waiting for? <laughs> but then you don't have a solution. Like, so what you tear mine down for? No, we're gonna do this. Like I was saying. <laughs> yeah, man. If you gonna if you gonna if you have to be a down Debbie Downer, at least have a solution. Alright. But be optimistic, man. Be 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 responsible for what you can do. Life gonna throw shit at you. You you have no control over what's gonna happen. But it's up to you to maneuver. And I'm looking at one of my paint pieces. It says, in life, as in chess, forethought wins. Gotta you gotta plan. You gotta you do and I know it's an oxymoron contradiction, whatever you wanna call it. Yes. Even even though I said I'm more of an immediate thinker right now. It's still an imperative and important to plan for your future. Mm-hmm. Just don't dwell on it. Right. Y'all remember how we had that YOLO shit? YOLO. Oh, YOLO. YOLO. I thought you said YOLO. Y'all had that? You only live once? Had people doing stupid shit just, mm-hmm. just to prove a point? Yeah. No. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Because... You might survive whatever you about to do and now and look you at you. Not. Now look at you. Gotta deal with the consequences. <laughs> look who survived. <laughs> now what? <laughs> no. Man search for meaning. Trey. <sighs> I feel like we I feel like we really touched on this. Uh I don't think we we could grace the audience with some of our most wilder moments. I just feel like that's a it's better kept in the vault <laughs> off air. <laughs> yeah, that's slick incriminating. So I'm not gonna not gonna do anything. But nah. This my dog. This this I'm glad that you was able to come through catch vibes and really really give your perspective on this thing we call life. Like I said, like like my I'm 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 starting to get you know real big on mental health. That's why I was just like, man. Like men that because women women seek it. They like they'll go. Right. Men we just stubborn, man. That's I'm like I don't oh, need it. I don't need it. Hey man, look, I said the same thing. And I'll go faithfully. So it's like go 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 do that, man. Alright. And that's the beauty of that's what we want you to do. <laughs> The audio book. So it's a it's a great read for anybody that was thinking about it, that's listening to this, and you just kind of want to see where Dr. Franco is coming from. Again, he's he's given that firsthand experience of going through Holocaust um, camps. 
him being a survivor of it, him, you know, having to look every which way and up to try to figure out the search for meaning, man. Like I can I can only imagine the inhumane and humiliating the subjugating things they had to go through. And I mean, I'm I don't wanna compare it to slavery, but shoot. Damn yeah, man. It's like that's shit. Yeah, it's it's up there. So um this has been the O2 Lit Podcast, man. I am your host, Matt. As always, you are all appreciated. I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's always a pleasure um, to come through, catch vibes, and where we're all being like through literature. So until we meet again, until our next convo, stay lit. Peace.